Welcome to the Man Up or Shut Up Show, where four men unite in search of the truth. Feelings will be hurt. Talk to your doctor to see if this information is right for you. Hello, and welcome to Man Up or Shut Up. We have uh, Peter, Dimitri, and Victor with us today, and myself, Roman. Um, we will be talking about salvation. It's a bit of a heavier topic, and uh, we will try not to run long. Um, at 30 minutes or so, we will try to cut it. But um, this can be a very difficult topic for some people to understand, and maybe you know a lot of people will disagree with us on certain principles. Personally, you know, we think our um, ours is the right way to get salvation, and that's the reason we want to share with everyone is so make sure to make sure that all of our loved ones are saved as well. So we'll start off probably with Diva because he's he's uh, you know really strong on this guy, and then we'll. We'll move our way around. Dimitri, yep. go for it. Yeah, well, well, very simple, you know. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is the gospel right there. It summarizes one of the most popular uh, verses in the Bible. And if you notice that it doesn't mention anything about works or, you know, if it doesn't say like for, for whosoever keeps all the Ten Commandments and for whosoever, you know, uh, jumps through these loops and, you know, does all these uh, good, wonderful works, they will get saved. It talks whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And uh, so my... Uh, from my understanding, search of the Bible, search in the Bible, the scriptures, I came to the conclusion, to the conclusion and realization that it is, that salvation is very simple. It's easy. It's been done for us. All we have to do is just trust Jesus Christ and he will never let us down. He'll never let us perish. So that's my short introduction. So Dima, um, so Dima yep. are you saying that you believe in once saved, always saved? <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, well, I, well, I guess, yes, I do. But we'll get it deeper into that a little later when it's my turn again. Um, but yeah, I do believe in once saved, always saved. All right. Okay, I guess, Victor? Yeah, I mean, I will definitely uh, echo what Dima said. I, I, I believe in clear scripture. That's what's so beautiful about... Um, looking into the gospel and, and, and uh, picking it apart because I really believe that there are a lot of scriptures as um, Peter says uh, about specifically about Paul's writings is that there are many things that are hard to be understood in, in, in what, what Paul writes in particular, you know, like Peter says that about Paul's writings. So what's, what's fascinating is when we go to the book of John, um, you can look at a lot of different verses, but one of my favorite verses is John ten twenty six, and John ten twenty six says, "Whosoever liveth," um, I'm sorry, I think it's John eleven twenty six. I always forget. Yeah, John eleven twenty six, and it says, "And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die." And he asks, he says, "Believest thou this?" Now he's talking to Martha, and when he says, "Whosoever liveth and believeth in me," So anybody that's alive and believes in Jesus shall never die. And for me, this is the greatest proof of uh, eternal security. 
because yep. when I see that, we know that hell is the second death, right? We know that. And so I think that in this verse we see if someone believes in Jesus Christ, he says they'll never die. Is he saying that they'll never have a physical death? No, they're going to die physically. They're going to face the end of their life in on this earth. However, of over them, the second death hath no power. And what's so beautiful is people will often try to redefine the word believe. They'll say, well, that means to just obey the gospel and do everything that Jesus said and do all these different works. But what's so beautiful is John 3.16 is essentially echoed right after this in John 11.27. Uh, because he asks Martha, he says, believest thou this? And what she says is so amazing. She basically says, yeah, oh, let me pull up the scripture because I'm not going to be able to quote that one exactly. But basically she says, yes, Lord. And she says, she saith unto him, yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the son of God, which should come into the world. So it shows us, basically, he asks her, he's, he's, he's basically, it's a confirmation of her salvation, and it's showing what believe is. Because she echoes right back to him, she says, yes, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the son of God, which should come into the world. And what do we see in John three sixteen? It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so we see that, you know, the definition, you know, that's what's so beautiful about the Bible is we let the Bible believe it's uh, uh, the Bible interpret itself. And yep. what we see right here is it's interpreting belief because so many people say, well, what does belief really mean? <laughs> what does belief really mean? And <laughs> we see that belief, believe, guess what? It means believe. It means exactly what we all know it means. But in Greek, believe <laughs> actually means to not believe. Exactly. And to do a lot of works. And what, what's, so, what's, what's so important too is like, just like Paul said, shall shall we continue in sin that grace may abound god forbid no you know so we should never just encourage you know especially new believers yeah keep on sinning man that's great have fun party it up because if here's the thing if they truly believed on jesus christ what's going to happen is god is going to spiritually whip the crap out of them until they obey him right then he's going to make their life a mis you know because it talks about those whom he loveth he chastises yeah on this earth you know as well on this earth yeah punishment on this earth you know there's also yep. you know exactly consequences here on this earth so you end up going to jail or you get the death sentence or you get beat exactly. up by somebody or you get yeah you, know, you, you, you the well. consequences of your sins will you know the bible says yeah, be you're, sure your sins exactly. will find you out so that's where i i really think that it's it's uh it's beautiful when you see the gospel. And, you know, to be honest, I never want anybody to Christ until I started just bringing the scriptures to people. And, and that's what's so beautiful is the Bible says, you know, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I always used to try to just like, you know, reason with people and show, hey, look, don't get me wrong. It's not bad to break down evolution, that yep. sort of thing. But that does not get people saved. What gets people saved is seeing hey jesus died for you he rose from the dead he doesn't want to send you to hell he loves you but guess what you're a sinner and you know people often um you know there's there's a lot of people who get mad because you know they don't i don't say repent of your sins but here's the thing 
we do need to admit that we're sinners, right? The Bible does use the word repent. You know, we should turn to God. And, you know, I'm not saying that we should, you know, we have to admit that we're sinners. That is something that the Bible makes clear. Now, do we have to be sorry for every single sin? We got to remember every single sin and just be sorry for every single one. No, but we do have to admit that we're sinners. That is very clear. Yeah, that we've fallen short. Some people use that as an excuse to basically just sin and just do all this stuff. Like, well, it's not our actions. And they basically, then they get somehow this idea that basically now God just, God just, you know, loves you the way you are. And basically you can just be whoever you want to be. And he loves you that way. And basically kind of like, as if you so admitting 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 that you're a sinner will technically make you sorry of being you know a sinful person you know anything you know that's one of the things you know once i really understood the gospel one of the things i realized is i stopped downplaying sin i start i i i i'm i am able to admit the tiniest sin a very a very a, a tiny thought that's not very biblical passes through my mind my mind i i have no problem admitting that that's a sin you know i am able to catch sin much much better but um yeah. so, i think so now it's peter's turn yeah sorry yeah, yeah. Roman. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Roman, for being the moderator. It's good. I, I like to. I like to go on. I love this this topic. Victor yeah. is like t- said an entire sermon. <laughs> yeah, mine will be short, like me. Uh, what is God? I pretty much agree. You know, with with what Dimitri said, uh, uh, Victor. I believe basically everything is. You know, our works. What we do is like filthy rags to God, and that's the. That's the heart. That's the state of the heart you need to have is basically understanding that we're, we've all fallen short. Uh, and without God, we're nobody. We're nobody. God is everything. It's a gift. And, you know, as soon as you put, you know, a gift plus, you know, a dollar, it's, long, it's no longer a gift. So exactly. uh, very short and simple. Well, exactly it's free. Just pay for shipping. Says. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, a, it's just pay for shipping. There, there you go. But basically, yes, I, that's how I look at it. Once you get accepted, it's like you're part of a family. You know, you might be sometimes you have some kids, maybe you don't behave the best but they're part of your family and they're not going to somehow magically become not your kids. You know, you definitely have to accept it. It's a gift you have to accept, you know, it's a parachute. Like you have to kind of, you have to put it on and put your trust in it, you know? And, but I definitely believe that it's, you know, not by your works. I encourage your good works, you know, because that's what shows, you know, you, uh, that you're just, that you love, you know, they see people like to say, Oh, Jesus, God loves me, you know, but at the same time, their actions shows that you don't obviously love God. If you're mistreating, it's like, Oh, wow. It's It's like finding out like, Hmm, so if I punch my mom or dad in the face, I'm still their child? Awesome! And you start punching the face. Like, well, something's really wrong with you. You're going to get a beating here on this earth, you know, or, yeah. some, or another child will come, come in there and defend you, the parents the and police strangle you, and you know, <laughs> or some kind of basic consequences on this earth, you know, exactly. but you got to be a complete retard to just basically see the big the gift that you got from god you know and then still yeah. basically go and just spit him and spit in the face you know after this kind of gift so yeah i believe it's you know don't put your trust on your works uh put it on jesus and that's the way to salvation the way Amen. to heaven i believe very similarly to you um actually exactly like you guys um there is a very funny one that um almost always i get when i when people say do you are you do you believe in one saved, always saved? I'm like, yeah, I sure do. And they're like, well, yeah, but what if he's a murderer? 
you know, or they start using some anecdotal de- evidence. For yeah, it. they go to extremes. Yeah, yeah, for for whatever. And I'm like, well, okay, let me ask you a question. Are you sure that guy was ever saved? Yeah, and it's it's a fair question. It really there's, is. Yeah. There's there is there is plenty of psychopaths that pretend to be pretend. Yeah, um, you know, and sometimes they truly are saved. I mean, they, they really are. Yeah. Um, and then they David. make terrible decisions later in their life. Yep. I'll yep. give you that. Sure. Yeah. Let's say that. So do you think they're not going to get any punishment? Um, the Bible does talk about how God is a loving, but he's also a wrathful God. Right. And he, yep. and they talk about how God has two, two sides. Right. So they, they always talk about how, you know, it's not like you're just going to do whatever and then all of a sudden you're going to get away with it. Just because, you know, what we're talking about is salvation, not consequences for your deeds, right? Yep. Yeah. The Bible is very clear on salvation. It says anyone who, you know, who speaks or professes with their tongue that they believe that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior, they're saved. Just yep. Yep. You know, the he, re- the he, he not only did he die, but he also resurrected, resurrected. And if you look at the statistics, I think, uh, I don't remember who was doing the statistics. They were saying that, you know, they, they said that a lot of Americans nowadays, for example, they believe in what's called Jesus Christ, but they don't believe he got resurrected. But you can't yeah. have one without the other. Like, yeah. why would you believe in a Jesus that never died, never resurrected? What, what's yes. the point of that? Like, there is, <laughs> there is like, okay, well, all right. So you, you believe in some <laughs> random guy. Okay, sounds good. I, I believe he existed too. You know, it's kind of like that's, you know, it's kind of like, oh, well, I'm sure Jimmy down the street existed, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and, and that's and that's, by the way, that's that's where I have a problem. It's like, you know, in today's Christian culture is that, you know, they 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 don't finish the step. They just go, oh, OK, we 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 believe that, um, you know, you're saved. OK, how are you saved? Well, if I follow the Bible and I follow the Ten Commandments. So, so, so hold on. Let me ask you another question. So, you're saying the only way you're saved is by following the Ten Commandments? No, no. I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Okay, so how are you saved again? Well, if I follow the Ten Commandments, yeah, yeah, it's kind of. Hold on, yeah. hold on. Isn't that circular reasoning? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's it's un it's unlearned. In, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're, you're turning yourself in a constant cor- uh, circle, and it's funny because like I, uh, me and Dimitri had a conversation about this at one point or another. And it was like, it was like something clicked in our mind where, you know, we, you know, we've been Christians all of our life. Like, oh, my, my, my goal in my life was I dedicated my life to God very early. You know, um, you know, my, my life has belonged to God from a very, very young age. And I've always wanted it to belong to God. Um, it, it was actually to the point where we used to go to a really religious church and I never felt God there, but I, I knew I loved God. So I was like, the minute I turn 18, I'm leaving this church. I'm going to another church that I can be a part of that's going to be more with what I know is God, right? And I'm like, I'll even cut ties with my own family if I needed to, just so I could be a part of, you know, the true God or, you know, who at that time I just did not feel in our church. Um, yeah. And, you know, and that church was literally all about deep. That's all it was. It was like, it was like literally they would, they would get hung up on the smallest things. Like, for example... Uh, your wife comes in in a skirt. If that skirt shows more than the ankles, all of a sudden she's going to hell. You know, um, it's the end of the world. It's because of the fact that she's tempting brat, you know, kendra, uh, whatever, whatever. You, 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 you and your naked ankles are going yeah. to hell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that, that in itself. Ankles more like. 
But, well, and that in itself just kind of showed to me that I was like, yeah, I, I just don't believe this. I don't believe what they believe. I don't believe that with every single action I do, I don't believe in an insurance policy called uh, save, salvation. Yeah, yeah, your salvation is like a stock market. Like, yeah. uh, save, not save. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. I, I don't believe in that kind of salvation. I don't believe that my and the thought. Sorry, and the thought of foolishness is sin. So yeah. uh, I think we get plenty of those as well. Yeah. So you're but basically like, constantly saved, not saved throughout the whole day. You know. Well, and it's funny people. People like they're like, well, God knows the difference between sin. It's like, yeah, he sure does. So so they're like so, so they're like, well, you know, today I'm like, so so you're telling to me to me uh, tell me today, did you lie at all today? Oh, no. Well, that was probably a lie. So <laughs> there you go, buddy. You yeah, just said yeah. congratulations. Um, so you have to go re- confess for that now immediately because, um, yeah, you're, 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 you're screwed. Because there might yeah, be some sins you, you forgot about. So you're yeah. not, you're not even going to mention them in your prayer. So you didn't get forgiveness mm-hmm. for those specific sins, you know, and then sometimes I, I used to think that basically every single sin, I need, I need to have like a little uh, notebook that I'm just writing down I'm like to make sure I might just in time to just like, ask forgiveness for them or there might be something that i didn't think about that i'm yeah, actually and, going and to we all know, yeah and we all know as guys we have our own like little thing which is you know we we find women attractive so because of that what <laughs> roma how dare you what's wrong with you? so because we find women attractive we might overthink something you know we see a girl yeah. and we overthink or we focus on it for too long well guess what that's a sin you shouldn't be doing that and oh yeah, yeah. every guy does this I don't care if you're married. I don't care if you're single. You're like, in fact, I'm doing it right now. You know, a great, a, guy. <laughs> a, great, a great scripture to go along with what Roman's saying is, you yeah. know, the, the sinless perfection crowd really likes to, to preach basically that, you know, you, you just, you can know exactly which sins you're doing and, and, and make sure that you just stay clean of them. But you look right here, you know, in Psalms 19:12, the Bible says, who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults and so like you know there's things that you don't even know that you've done cleanse me from the things that i I don't even know about the secret exactly and so that's what's so amazing is just god god knows that god knows our hearts we the bible says the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things who can know it we can't even know our own hearts you know what i mean you know and hey victor Victor, what about what about those sins? What What about those scriptures that say you can lose your salvation? Well, there's there's some that sound like you could lose your salvation. I won't deny that, right? There, there, there of course, there are scriptures, again, that are hard to be understood. But, you know, if we want to tackle, let's just tackle one of them. But actually, I'm sorry. I interrupted Roman. Finish your thoughts, Roman. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. I basically yeah. wrapped up on mine. So um, yeah. go ahead, man. All right, so so like one of the scriptures that I, I think is is hard to be understood, but I feel like I understand it now. Um, there's one; it's called Hebrews six four, and it says, "For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away, to renew them again." unto repentance seeing they crucify the, the to themselves the son of god afresh and put him to an open shame so one thing we can look at in these scriptures you know that's a scary scripture it's like whoa what does that mean right but yep. we, if, we, if we examine it closely and we look at other scriptures in context to it 
Uh, I'm going to bring up a couple. All right. So give me two yeah, seconds. I see. I see. The, oft, often what you have to do is like you pretty much read to, need to read the entire book. Like, let's say the entire book of Hebrews. Oh, so yeah. You can get the entire because it's like seems like the entire book of Hebrews is, is like a is like a whole sermon. You know, you oh, know, because yeah. it's because it is it's often confusing because it's split up into chapters and it's split up into verses and we often think that you know like well you know it's a completely different you know thought dif different it's a completely different uh topic you know each chapter is a completely different topic each verse is a different topic you know it's all scattered but sometimes you need to read the entire book of hebrew to really understand uh what the writer was saying you know what what is god saying in that chapter you know what is you know apostle paul you know what? What is he saying, or whoever wrote Hebrews? I know that's a big conversation. Or well, yeah, yeah, but the nice but, the nice thing is about Hebrews, it's it's definitely understandable, I believe. So yeah, when we look yeah. at it, right? So we look at Hebrews. So the first thing, it's impossible for those who are once enlightened. So what we can figure out is is it's impossible for them to get saved again. I believe that. All right, I do believe that there are some people that become. On this, and this is a, this is something I believe we can disagree on, people, and it's okay. But I do believe that there are people that are walking around today that can never get saved. And the sad yeah. thing is, is I believe a lot of these people are people that grew up in church. They tasted of the gospel, right? They were enlightened. They heard the gospel. They I, I know a lot of these. I know a lot of these kind of people that they exactly. grew up inside, inside church. Yep. And you know they went through the whole hoops and loops. Yeah. But they, but they, they but never were. Two they were never they, born again. Exactly. There's two things they never did. They never confessed with their mouth, and they never believed in their heart. Because the Bible says those are the two things we must do to be saved. It says, for the with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we have to do two things. We have to believe in our heart that Jesus Christ was, God rose, brought Jesus Christ back from the dead. We have to believe that in our heart. And we have to confess with our mouths that he's Lord. And if, yep. if we do those things, we're saved, right? Because we believe in our heart, we truly believe this, and we've confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord. Those are the two things. And what's so interesting is it talks about these people. What does it say? It says, uh, uh, let's see, for it's impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away, right? So they, they fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing that they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh, seeing they crucified themselves to the Son of God afresh and put them to it. So let's look at 1 John 2.18. And 1 John 2.18, what's really interesting is it talks about people that go out from among them. They fall away basically, right? Yeah. It says they went out from uh, from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might yep. be made manifest that they were not of us. So these people, it says they they were not of us, right? It it makes it clear they 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 went out among them they might have seemed like that they were with them and it, we look at the about the verse before basically it talks about people that are antichrist and what happens to a lot of these these uh children of christians that grow up and all of a sudden they go out to college and they become haters of god what, what they are yeah. antichrists yeah, they become like, atheists yeah. and they don't but you think they were just never saved it's not like it, they lost their exactly. salvation they, exactly they never were saved they tasted of the gift see in hebrews 6 where does it say that they were saved 
It doesn't yeah. say that. It says that they were enlightened, which means they understood. They yeah. tasted the heavenly gift. They tasted it, and they were made partakers. They were right there and, with and, the Holy Ghost. Enlightened, enlightened means you know you you received the information. You exactly. got the knowledge. Yeah. Yep. You know. And they tasted the good word of God and well, the powers of for the world example, of God. For example, Satan, you know, yep. Satan, devil, Lucifer. Yep. He was he was created pretty much with with him with accessibility to God. He saw God and all this. But he never got the basically the choice, you know, basically then he made the choice to go against God. So he never exactly. had this he ne he never seeked God, you know, and then found him and believed in him or whatever. Lucifer, exactly. for example, he was created. He saw all this. He got. He had the knowledge. He they were created with understanding. Exactly. But basically, he didn't confess him as Lord. Yeah. He, he understood yeah. that he exists and stuff, yeah. but he basically didn't acknowledge him as above. Yeah, him. and he's like, you know what? I'm God. You know, I, I you know, I don't want to. I don't want to serve you. I'm basically, I am God personally. So I think it's also the same. Is the same thing with many that grow up in church, for example. <laughs> They, yeah. they, grow, they grow up, they see all this around them, they get enlightened, they understand, and they're like, uh, you know, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be an atheist or whatever, you know, they, they, re, they reject God. And, you know, and one of the things that just says the Bible, I mean, it says Jesus will say, uh, basically, get, get away from me. I've never knew you or, or yeah. work or something. Iniquity. I never, I never knew. Exactly. Oh, guys. Yeah. Oh, guys. That's a good. Basically, I, I would like to ask you another question. Uh, this is the very common one among everyone, and I think yep. everyone gets this question, uh, especially if you ever say, I'm one saved, always saved. Uh, yeah. What is the first thing that almost everyone ever says to you? So does that mean I can do whatever I want? Yeah. So, yeah, and, so and, I think, and I think we should talk about that, because at, that in itself makes me question whether you're actually saved. The fact, the fact that you have to question, so you're like, so wait, so I get a free pass? I don't know. Did you read the Bible? That's, that's yeah. my answer. My answer is like, were you actually ever saved? Because of the fact that, listen, just because we believe in one saved, always saved, doesn't mean we believe that you should just go out and do whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you, yeah. That's a good question. Like, what do you say to somebody like, oh yeah. So basically I can say, you know, I'm like, I accept Jesus right now. So I can go out right now and just start murdering and raping everybody. And I'm still going to go to heaven. Tell me that Victor. Huh? Well, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, people will often go, to that extreme, you know, and, yeah. and, and the Bible talks about um, number one, natural sins and unnatural sins. God, God makes a distinction. There, there are there are natural sins and there are unnatural sins, right? Yeah. And so, obviously, some of the things that natural may we as natural men could be tempted to do very easily are murder, um, adultery, fornication. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of different things, covetousness. Um, you know there's a lot of different things that we could easily be tempted to do and we could fail that temptation. For example, David did murder somebody. He yep. premeditated and planned a murder. He, he had that person killed. He slept with that person's wife. Okay. And through his sin caused, you know, uh, a lot of deaths actually throughout Israel because God sent a plague upon the nation. Guys, don't forget where it all started. It all started yeah lust I yeah, it, 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 yeah it's, it's true it's really true and, and but see and that's the thing we have to explain to people when we're explaining salvation it, 
yes, you hypothetically, you could go out and you could continue in sin. However, this is the evidence that God says of your salvation. This is what's really clear. This is a beautiful thing. The Bible says, those whom he loveth, this is talking about God, this is his children, the, the children that he loves, he chastiseth, okay? And the Bible yeah. talks about those that, that are saved. It, you know, Paul was addressing a church where there were people that were literally just getting sick and dying. And he says, and he, he tells them, hey, because you guys are sinning and you're living in sin, there's some that yeah. are weak among you and that even sleep. And when he says sleep, yeah. he's talking about death. And so what's amazing is Paul's saying, hey, you know, well, those people, were they unsaved? No, yeah, they were yeah. saved. These were saved people that were literally getting sick and dying because they were living in sin. They were doing things wrong in the church. They were disobeying the order, the correct order. They were they were taking. So, I believe they're taking communion. Yeah, go ahead. So, what do you about whenever? What would you say when somebody says, "Oh yeah, like you know, a good tree or basically cannot produce. I mean, produces good fruit, and you know, a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So basically, if you're a good tree, and they basically bring it up to example as well. You that's know. that's actually speaking about. Um, you're the people you can't uh, uh, an unsaved person cannot get a person saved right mm -hmm. so for example if you've got an unsaved catholic priest do you think he's ever led anyone to christ oh yeah so basically it's referring yeah. to bringing it's, people to exactly uh, there's different types of fruit right there's the fruits of the spirit but the bible also and that's obviously uh love patience, but you can be christian and not be bringing anybody to christ right exactly so Would you might you not be considered a battery or like basically from the side of like physical but that doesn't mean you're necessarily that you don't you lose your salvation it just means you're, you're, not, you're not, not yeah, producing. you're not, exactly, yeah. like the Bible talks about those who are saved, right, it says that, um, that they are tested by fire, it says, but yeah. all their works are burned up, their wood, hand, stubble, yet he himself is saved by faith, that's what it says, yeah. so it's clear, like some people, they might not do anything good for God their whole life, you know, exactly. But you know what? They're still their faith is there. Yeah, they'll still make Christ. in heaven. They'll just be by the welcome mat. You know, exactly. Yeah, and and yeah. another thing is, for example, one of the big verses <laughs> that, that constantly get brought up and about you know like losing your salvation or adding works to your salvation is that faith without works is dead. You know, and that's exactly. uh, and but if you actually read in the context of what that uh, chapter is talking about, it's a call to Christians like. You need to do works because works produce uh, fruit. Works produce yeah, yeah. fruit. You know? Talk is cheap. And he basically. says, he said, what what does it profit if you're like, hey, yeah, basically, what what will it profit somebody like, hey, be blessed, go and you know feed yourself and you know um, go and um, basically keep yourself warm and feed yourself or you know what does it yeah. profit for you know that you have your faith within you but you're not producing anything? It doesn't benefit anybody around you. Your faith will never produce any offspring. Yeah, and, exactly. And, 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 and for you and for you and you know, for your faith, the only way your faith can produce offspring is for you to put forward works you know into the physical world like it, it gave example about uh abraham it says yeah. that abraham uh believed and he was considered righteous be uh before god and it says what about his works what well, you know it, it didn't make him righteous his works didn't make him righteous in god's eyes but basically yeah. it was in front can of i read that verse let's get final thoughts thoughts so, Victor, if you need to read uh, something, that's fine. Um, yeah, let me read that verse, and then we'll go to th we'll go Victor, Peter, yeah. Dimitri, and then I'll finish it off. And Beautiful. 
So that verse that Demo is referring to is a great verse because it does put James into context. It says, what shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? It says, for if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So everybody around him sees his good works. They see, they see that he loves God. They see that he's doing God's will. And they, they can see, you know, uh, that he's obeying God. And that, that's justification in the eyes of man. That's what's so beautiful as pertaining to the flesh, but not before God. That's what's so beautiful. What, what, what justifies us before God is believing God, and it's it's countered unto us for righteousness. I'm sorry, that's my final thoughts. Boom, go, <laughs> Peter. All right, um, I guess my final thoughts would be uh, 10 out of 10 people die, so there's a good chance Amen. you're going to die. Uh, so I think definitely take a serious uh, look into this, and I suggest you, whoever's listening, is, you know, accept Jesus into your heart, and you shall be saved. Put your trust in Jesus and not yourself, not your works. And we'll see you in heaven. That's right. Exactly. If we don't see you on earth. Well, one of the biggest things, I mean, this, this took a while for me to, um, to really understand, you know, salvation. How does it work? You know, I grew up in a Christian family, but I never was secure in my salvation because I continued sinning. You know, I continued stumbling all the time and I would try to list off all my sins, you know, and it was a big burden, you know, and I would read these, you know, these scriptures where it says, you know, like, you know, come, you know, drink freely and, yeah. you know, have, you know, uh, yeah, that does sound confusing. Exactly, it's, it's like flowing, and it's you know, it's easy. You know, it's just showing hard. You gotta keep. You gotta big. What you want to add something to yourself? Okay, but anyways, it's hard being a Christian. This is where I. This is where I was. You know, until I got this, you know, when I understood this, um, how it works is, you know, there's a difference between your flesh and your spirit. When you are born again, you have a brand new spiritual person born inside of you. Your job is to feed your spiritual person. The stronger your spiritual person becomes, the better you will be able to, to deal with your big, nasty disgusting flesh that's always wants to eat wants to do something bad wants to lie, lie. Yep. wants riches wants comfort doesn't want to work you know and the stronger your spiritual person becomes the more you feed your spiritual person the better you'll be able to defend or, or defeat your flesh that's why apostle Paul says, walk in the spirit so you basically don't give room or time for your flesh and the more you walk in the spirit, the less you're going to sin, you know, but it's like, that's the, this is the main, this is the thing that opened my eyes the most is like when I understood the difference between your flesh and the spirit and why is Jesus, uh, when he's going to resurrect us from the dead, why we are going to get a new flesh. It's a new flesh that will technically synchronize with our spiritual person. It's our flesh that's not going to have sexual desires. It's our flesh that's not going to have these desires to eat a bunch of junk food and ruin our health. You know, we're, our new flesh that we're going to get, our new bodies, it's going to synchronize with our spiritual person. 
you know, that we will be free, in, free indeed from all of our fleshly desires. Um, and but we need to make that choice while we still are in our sinful bodies. That's our, my closing thoughts. Good one. So mine in the end are very simple. Um, believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross. Believe that he resurrected. Profess it with your, with your mouth and then believe it with all your heart. And that, yeah. and that is all there is to it and you will be saved. Now you can then make sure you read the Bible. Read it very, very carefully because of the fact that, you know, I had this one guy recently that I was talking with, and he basically was telling us about how, how, you know, he doesn't really need to read the Bible anymore because of the fact that, well, he's saved. And for me, you know, that in itself is a problem. The minute you stop reading the Bible, which is supposed to be our foundation, and the, and the Bible does talk about it being the foundation multiple times. Um, the minute you start saying, well, we don't need to read it, that's a problem. You know, you, you're starting a problem. The minute you start telling other people not to read the Bible, that's even a bigger problem because the Bible talks yep. about people like that too, where it says it's better, you know, if, if a millstone was around your neck and, you know, go drown in the sea. Um, exactly. so, so what I'm saying in the end is we all believe once saved, always saved. And the reason we believe that is because we also understand our sinful nature. We understand that we're all sin sinners. Every single one of us, none of us are perfect. And if, and if you come up to me and say, hey, Roman, you know, you're doing a great job. You're, you're, you know, almost perfect. I will be the first one to tell you I'm not. Yeah, I, because I don't believe it for one second. <laughs> yeah, because of the fact that there is, there is no such thing as a perfect anyone. And um, yeah. on that note, guys, it's been a fun podcast. We might come up into this conversation again at one point or another. Um, you know, <laughs> hopefully next time, Dimitri will not have cutouts while he's talking about something so passionate. Um, so uh, did I have a bunch of cutouts? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like a sci-fi movie when he's trying to give like the final instructions. He's like, "At the bomb is." <laughs> You're like the most important thing I want to share is. <laughs> yep, exactly. The most important thing, and then it's nothing. Um, yeah. Anyway, guys, it's been fun. Till next time. Till next Til time. Till next time, guys. Take care.